Welcome to the SMB Community Podcast with your hosts, Amy Babinchak, James Kernan, and Carl Polichuk. Produced by and for the Small Biz Thoughts community. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. Templates and checklists are just the start. Our community includes all of the best-selling books on managed services in all available formats, plus free training, members-only programs, and the best business training available to managed service providers anywhere. Plus, we have weekly live members-only Zoom calls. The average member saves more than 200% of their membership cost each year. We are totally dedicated to your success. Just because you're in business for yourself doesn't mean you have to go it alone. Join us today at smallbizthoughts.org. Hi, this is Carl. Welcome to another SMB Community Podcast. I'm joined today by Charles Preston, who is the CEO and founder of Use Secure, the human resource management HRM solution that is transforming the way MSPs strengthen their clients' human security posture. And we'll figure out what that means. Um, with a wealth of experience in selling technology solutions to SMBs, Charles has amassed a number of key sales tips and insights to help run a successful IT business. Welcome, sir. Uh, thanks for having me, Carl. Nice so to be here. What did, we, what did we miss in your intro? Who are you and, and where did you come from? <laughs> Uh, so, um, I guess, uh, I guess uh, geographically, um, the UCC are based in uh, the UK, and I'm from Manchester, England. Um, my background is uh, in, in in sales, unfortunately. <laughs> so I'm a uh, you know I'm a sales guy by trade, and uh, around six years ago, I decided to uh, step out of the cybersecurity sales uh, role and. Uh, and, and start a business in uh, helping businesses to, uh, you know, understand the 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 risk that's presented by um, the employees in the business and how they can better uh, reduce that risk and how they can be better able to defend their business against kind of like you know the the uh, the prevalent and, and you know an ever increasing threat of cybercrime. So uh, so this is not an HR in the sense of human resources uh, offering. This is a security <laughs> offering. Yeah, exactly. So I think there was maybe a slight just uh, just 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 change on the on the terminology there. It's human risk management uh, rather than human resource management. So uh, so uh, understandable that you would get that uh, you know, slightly mixed up. So it's yeah, we're you know we're all about trying to help uh, businesses understand human risk. Um, you know, as uh, as I'm I'm, I'm sh- you know I'm sure you've seen in the you know in the news, you know cyber you know cybersecurity, cybercrime is so much more prevalent in the news these days. Um, most uh, incidents tend to have some uh, implication around an end user or um, some form of social engineering, and that's the bit that, that that we're trying to solve is to, you know, not to not to kind of uh, pigeonhole uh, employees as being kind of the, the weakest link or anything like that. We see that, you know, from some of our you know, competitors at the point that way, but you know, really trying to empower the employees and you know make them you know uh, help them to you know understand. Uh, how to uh, adapt their behavior and, and, and what to look out for. And then that in turn helps the business because um, they're less likely to get caught out. Right. So let me take just a second and give your website. So it's use secure, U-S- U-S-E-S-E-C-U-R-E dot 
secure.io and we'll put that in the show notes down below so usecure.io and um so when you talk about the human beings being um you know a major factor i think i just saw a stat that 70% of cyber attacks are still phishing so that means a human being has to do something that they shouldn't yeah exactly so either they have to click on something to uh, open a uh, uh, open up a website and um, put in their credentials, or they they download some malware which ends up on your network, um, you know, or or, or or you know, or many other um, attack vectors that uh, that could come up. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, the you know the most common uh, avenue for attack is still cyber criminals looking to take advantage of either people's good nature or just trying to just trying to fool them outright or you know, or that sort of thing. And uh, that's why we see so many, uh, you know, so many attacks starting from, uh, you know, starting from the people within the business. Yep. Well, and I've seen it so many times myself that, you know, somebody might resist an attack a hundred times, but when they, they're in the middle of an audit and they get a request from one of the people they, they work with regularly and they're like, hey, I just need this one piece of information, click, and then it's over, <laughs> right? So. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, timing is timing is key, right? So timing is key in targeting the right people. So we see, you know, we see a lot of um, spear phishing attacks. We talk to a lot of customers who have been, uh, you know, who have, who have fallen foul of spear phishing attacks. And, you know, really, really common ones are things like, um, I can give you two examples. So, you know, you know, very, you know, very common one is the finance team being targeted with payment of an invoice, you know, and they'll, they'll typically target at a busy time, maybe sort of end of the week when, you know, maybe the pay runs are going. Um, and that payment can just get, you know, it's one of, it's one of X number of invoices that are going to get paid. So it just kind of flies through. Um, and the other one, you know, a really, you know, a really common one um, that we that we saw uh, a few years ago was um, uh, the in the UK um, on a Friday is typically the day when housing transactions go through. So you have these big, you know, big, you know, solicitor bank um, consumer transactions. Are, they're flying through, and obviously, there's lots of these transactions going through at the, uh, you know, at the at the estate agents and at the solicitors, and it's perfect opportunity, right, to just slip in, you know, slip right. in another one, and you know, you could, you know, that would provide an avenue to get, um, you know, to get a really big lump sum of cash, you know, through the, you know, through the books, and it would just slip through, right, because yeah, because you become just, one in a million instead of one in <clears throat> a or one in a thousand. Yeah, yeah, and it looks genuine. You know, it looks genuine. It has all the hallmarks of, you know, exactly what you'd expect on there. These people do their research. You know, they 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 know who they're targeting. They they know the time to attack, and um, and it's it's tricky, right? Because you look at it and you say, you know, um, when the dust settles, and you say, hey, you shouldn't have done that, right? You shouldn't, you know, you should have known, you know, potentially you should have known better. But um, you know, it's uh, it's an it's 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 an in some ways it's an understandable understandable mistake, um, you know, and and particularly if the company that that's happened to um, hasn't invested in any you know in any form of training that employee you know of what to look out for. So, you know, we uh, you know we you know we do unfortunately see this happening still a lot. You know, and the attacks just get more sophisticated. Um, but we, you know, we, you know, we are use secure, and uh, you know, other vendors in this space. We, you know, we're we're really trying to help, you know, help upskill upskill the employees to uh, to be better prepared, you know, better prepared and understand uh, understand what to look out for. 
So this is the third conversation I've had on this topic this week. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, this is this is where people are putting some attention. So what do what exactly do you do? Do you do training? Do you pop things up and say, hey, you know, think before you uh, buy um, uh, gift cards or <laughs> what what exactly does use secure do? Okay, so um, if we were to um, if we were to really distill it down, um, so we are a human risk management vendor. Um, so we provide a, a suite of products, um, which uh, in turn help organizations to one, understand human risk, um, then uh, be able to take action and, uh, and, and, and upskill their workforce um, to be better prepared and then manage that risk on an ongoing basis. So the, way, the, the tools in which we have around that are, we have a assessment tool. So we can go into a business and we can say, hey, right, so um, the first thing that you wanna know is uh, how, how much of a risk do your employees present? So we can run a very quick assessment that will pr produce a written report with remediation steps to say, um, based on the information that we can see, based on the assessment that we've done, this, you know, is how we classify the risk of your your business, which is an accumulation of your employees, and that presents itself like a risk, like a credit score. So, if you're familiar with Experian and the and the way in which they they rank credit scores out of 900, that's very similar to the way we do it. So, that's like the baseline assessment. So, from that point, the company can go, okay, we get it. We're, this is our starting point, and then we use um, a combination of uh, breach detection. So, we can we can tell an organization what data resides about their employees on the uh, internet and dark web and uh, you know pastebin sites and, and that sort of thing. So this is a, like, a, um, uh, like a way to kind of pull back the curtain and say, you, know, you may not be aware of this, but a company that you uh, put your uh, information into three years ago got breached recently and your email address, password, um, you know, further on from that, you know, it could be date of birth, address, et cetera, that data is now on the internet and available for anyone to either purchase or get hold of for free. So that opens up a big risk for, um, for businesses. So we do breach detection, we do um, simulated phishing, so we can um, uh, allow our uh, customers to impersonate the attacker, so create either uh, just standard phishing uh, campaigns, which are maybe more broad brush, or uh, where they would uh, maybe present themselves as being a uh, a company like you know a Microsoft or an Amazon or you know the logistics company you know whichever it is, um, or we can allow them to do something more targeted. So create something uh, like an internal attack where they might impersonate their HR director, for example, and send out a specific uh, email to specific people in the organization to see if they can do something more targeted. So we do simulated phishing and then we back that up with security awareness and compliance training. So we do short bite-sized modules to enable uh, employees to understand more about the real core areas around cybersecurity. And then we back that up with the compliance training for things like, um, you know, everyone's favorite, you know, GDPR, uh, PCI compliance. Um, you know, we, we do some things around like, um, you know, anti-money laundering, et cetera. Um, generally, we keep around the, the common frameworks. And then the final thing that we do is um, policy management. So we see that as being like the flip side of training. So training is all about establishing, um, you know, from an employee point of view, how can we improve your behavior? So we're going to teach you that 
these are these are the things you need to look out for and these are the appropriate uh, steps to take. The policy side, so these are the things that you would sign up to when you join a business. Um, the policy side is like the flip side of that. So this is what you can and can't do within a business. So a business might say, um, uh, good password security looks like this in training. But then on the policy side, they'd say, uh, in this organization, your, your uh, password must be this many characters long. It must include this, this, these types of characters, and it must be changed every so often. So you kind of get the the you know the tram lines of like where you need to be as an employee and what's expected of you and all those things combined uh, sit under the human risk management uh, uh, reporting and analytics where an organization can then say okay you know we had our baseline at the start we know that using the using the tools and the platform that risk is now coming down we can look at which are the you know, which are the, the, the areas of improvement that we need to make on a per employee basis or a per, per department basis. And, you know, and, and then from a high level point of view, you know, if, you know, if you were to look at this from a, a board perspective, you know, they get the, the comfort to say, you know, hey, um, all I care about is are we better today than we were last month? Are we better today than we were last quarter? And they can see, you know, they can see the improvements being made. So, um, yeah, maybe a bit. Uh, sorry, that's quite an extensive uh, explanation. Maybe right, right. maybe so, longer so than you, you wanted. <laughs> you create like a dashboard that's got all of the employees, and so I can I can drill down and say, you know, uh, John, uh, you know, when when he works late at night, he makes more stupid mistakes, or uh, yeah. he tends to open every. Uh, uh, fake email we send, and uh, he's just not paying attention to what's going on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, because not you know. But, uh, businesses that, you know, and when I say businesses, um, if we're talking specifically about the people that would run these, um, you know, run the, the U-Secure platform for a business, um, you know, that would typically be like the uh, security manager or the IT manager, or or maybe it's being uh, managed externally by a managed service provider. But the point is that, you know, this is like one of the things that they have to do in the day, right? So you can't be, you know, we can't expect that they're going to spend all day looking at, uh, looking at human risk. So the way in which we try to uh, distill it for that person is to say, you know, we know that you're not going to be able to look at 99% of this stuff, but what we will present to you is like, you're saying, you know, you know, um, this employee, um, this employee needs some extra attention, <laughs> right. right? Maybe that maybe, you know, you know, if out of all, you know, you might say out of all your employees, this guy is the most likely to get caught out because he failed because he gets caught out on the fishing simulations or because he's, He's not scoring high enough on the uh, on the training, so he's not understanding the source material enough. So that allows um, that allows our, uh, our our customers to spend the the most efficient use of their time they have for this in the most applicable areas. So it's uh, you know about making sure that the platform provides that value where it's you know helping steer people towards the, the you know the biggest areas areas of risk and the and the and the most useful um, use of their time. So you mentioned, you know, uh, like informing people that their <clears throat> employees' information was released through because Okta got, you know, was the most recent, uh, you know, scandal or whatever. There's always a break in. There's always a thing. Uh, I just assume at this point that everybody I've ever met, your driver's license, your birth date, you know, all your core information is in fact out there on the internet. Um, so, so in some ways, it's almost like that ship has sailed, right? <laughs> so, the, so the question is, how do we keep people from using that information? Which, you know, again, 
there's nothing, nothing we can change about the past. Uh, this information mm -hmm. was created and spread out in a, uh, a non-secure environment because that's the way we used to operate. And so now yeah. we're trying to bolt security on after the fact. And at some level, that can never be successful. You know, so there's sort of a limit to, to how secure things can be. And it comes down to human behavior. It comes down to, okay, assuming you got my information, I still have to okay that you, you know, I'm going to still send those, those uh, uh, gift cards or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Some human just has to like wake up and realize what's going on. Well, I think the, um, the first thing that we have to look at is to say that, uh, you know, for, for the likes of, you know, the likes of, the likes of me, and obviously you have a great understanding of this, um, you know, I spend, you know, you know, I spend and I have spent the last, you know, 10, 15 years selling um, security solutions, right? So in my bubble, security is super important, cybercrimes, you know, super important. And I think everyone knows this, right? But really, you know, I am one of the like very, you know, small percentage of people that are, you know, that are immersed in this, you know, day-to-day -day life of, you know, cybercrime and cybersecurity. Um, for most people, they are not, you know, privy to this, the experience of this, and they are, you know, they're, you know, they're in their own bubble and they'll be, you know, living and breathing something else to them is, you know, they think everyone should know is super important. So, you know, the first thing that we have to, you know, look at and accept is like, most people don't know this stuff. Right, most right. people don't know this stuff, and most people most people are in the mindset of like, um, you know, a real classic example is, uh, um, you know, when Netflix first came out doing the online streaming service, um, a way in which you could get, uh, you know, a, a, a free three month account, I think it was, was to just switch emails, right? So you just go, okay, so I've used my personal email, um, maybe I've got another personal email, I've used that, so the next one I'm going to use is my work email. So you, you know that would be a natural thing. And there's no risk to that, and in, in, you know, if, you know, I'm not, you know, this, this person's not immersed in this, you know, this right. cybersecurity headspace. They're just like, that's fine, right? I'll, I'll, I'll pop that in there. There's no risk there. Netflix are a big company, whatever. In fact, they never even give it that much thought. And then, you know, further down the line, you know, the, the company gets breached. That data ends up on the internet, and they still don't know, right? They still, they still don't know it's gone out onto the internet because, you know, why would they? Um, and that's the first point that we have to accept is that. You know, people don't people don't get this, and that you know, and that uh, that's one of the like you were saying there. You know, one of the big things is that you know we are maybe past the point for most people where we can stop the the leak of their data going onto the internet, and maybe people you know you're you know maybe your average person doesn't care anyway. Maybe they're like, you know, I'm all right with it being being out there. The point is, you know, what we're trying to do is, and I think a lot of people are getting you know certainly um, certainly more more wise to this. And one of the big things is. Um, all of the data privacy pieces around things like the social media companies. I think that, you know, that and, you know, the feeling that um, your data is being used, you know, outside of the uh, sphere that you thought it would have been used. And people are becoming more switched on by the, you know, through the media that, you know, actually your data is being, you know, you know circulated and sold all over the place, right? right. So, so now people are, more, you know, certainly more conscious. And, you know, we're even seeing like, you know, you know, I think Apple do a really good job uh, and Google, you know, Google and, you know, and Android are sort of piggybacking onto that right now, which is security. It's a super important thing, you know, for people, you know, people are starting to turn on and say, right, this is really important now. And that's the same, you know, exactly the same which we're doing. So we're just, you know, what we're doing is we're saying to people like, um, 
first thing that we need to do is, you know, we need to, we need you, we need people to understand what exhibits good and bad behavior. Like, you know, where, you know, where is it you could be at risk? You know, where is it, you know, what, you know, and, and what things can we, t you know, can you as an individual tighten up, not just in the workplace either. You know, we, um, we encourage people to say, you know, organizations to explain to their employees that, you know, good, good security practice doesn't start at work. It starts at home, right? You know, if you can, you know, if you understand the importance of securing your, uh, your home environment, then you'll take that to work with you. Um, and I think a lot of employees are maybe, um, maybe, uh, maybe a little bit um, uh, guilty of, you know, just walking into the office and saying, hey, this is the IT team's responsibility now. <laughs> I can do whatever I want, you know, and they're right. going to clean up the mess. Well, so, there is a sense that, that IT is taking care of this. Charles is taking care of me. So I don't really have to pay much attention anymore because we've got this system and that system and the other system. We've got all these policies in place. I don't have to do my part. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then, um, you know, and then, the, and, then the, and then the company gets breached and then, uh, you know, they lose a load of money. And then, you know, well, maybe some jobs are lost. In, uh, let me give your website one more time, usesecure.io. But let me focus in on the MSP. So MSP uh, engages with you. Do I set up, walk me through the onboarding process. Do I have to set up an agent on a client's machine? Do I set up a policy profile for a company and for a user and perhaps a department? Like what, what happens when I engage with you? Okay, so um, our uh, primary route to market is through managed service providers. So Usecure as a product is, is completely designed to be taken up by partners. Um, and our, our best practice um, recommendation is that that's white labeled and they take that on board under their managed service umbrella and under their branding. So in terms of onboarding, Usecure is designed to be super simple, right? So um, you know, we can onboard an MSP into the Usecure platform um, in a matter of minutes. Um, and then that MSP then gets uh, their own account and then they can start onboarding their clients. You know, use goes on multi-tenant architecture so they can just start onboarding their clients and start you know, helping, their, helping their clients from there. And, you know, we, um, you know, one of the things in which we're really, uh, we really promote is that, you know, certainly, uh, you know, I'm conscious that we're not the only vendor in the space that, that is, is doing what we're, you know, doing what we're doing. We, we might do it in a slightly different way, but, you know, there's pluses and, and pluses as to how each vendor does it, I guess. Um, but we're super keen to help our, uh, our partners um, on the commercial area because a lot of our partners are very technically led. So, and, and you'd expect that, you know, in a managed service provider, you'd expect right. it to be more, more, more technically enabled than maybe sales and marketing. Um, so winning new business and you know going out there and selling to their clients is almost the bigger hurdle um, for a lot of our partners than adopting the, adopting the platform and, and and you know thinking it's it would be beneficial for the clients. So that's why we built the uh, the baseline tool I mentioned, the human risk report, because that enables our partners to go out there and do an assessment with their clients very quickly and provide you know provide that business case. And then they can sit down with their, their customer and say, hey, look, you know, rather than just me telling you that this is something you should do, here's the information about your business. So not, and I always think like, I never, and, and, you know, I'm not a big fan of case studies and I'm not a big fan of um, just like, you know, ven vendor kind of uh, industry stats. What I'm a fan of is, you know, actually going to a business and saying, forget what people will tell you about this. 
let's see if in your business it's um you know in your business this is something that you should look at and that's what, and that you know that commercial tool is what we've built to help our partners it's been really successful so far and so then we provide sorry human risk assessment is this uh, an interview process or do i just like run a um, a tool on their system or how, how do i get this uh, report yeah so you run it's a it's a a three step approach so um, the first step that we do is we run uh, an external assessment on what an attacker uh, could see about that customer. So if you imagine, you know, if, if, if you're the MSP, um, you would say, okay, Mr. Customer, what we're going to do is we're going to run this, we're going to run this scam first. And this, this would be like the mindset of um, a cyber criminal who is scanning hundreds, if not thousands of different companies looking for, um, looking for someone they perceive that they could attack. So we bring back a bunch of data that will, will show things like how many lookalike domains are there about you know, for your business, how many like open ports, et cetera, and, and that sort of thing. So it's like, does your from an, from from the outside looking in, does your company look like a like a um, like an accessible target for them? And then the second thing that we do is we we run uh, what's called uh, a breach scan. So I think I mentioned this is one of our products, um, but essentially what that will do is it'll say. Okay, if an if an attacker has decided that you're you're a target that they want to go after, the second thing that they're going to look at is okay, what data can I find on the internet about these guys? What emails can I find? You know, what passwords can I find? You know, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. The more data that's available out there, the more likely they are to be able to create a um, uh, an attack that's going to work. Right. So. So the first, so the first step is the outside looking in. The second one is right. We so it's right. We've decided to launch this attack. Um, you know what we're going to do is we're going to find as much information as we can about you before we do it. And then once we've got that, um, we then run a phishing simulation uh, on the organization organization to say, okay, once they've got the data, if they do launch this phishing, if they do launch an attack on you, how likely are you to get compromised? And what that phishing simulation will tell you is. Um, out of the people that it was launched against, so let's say you have an organization of say 50 people, um, we'll be able to see how many people um, opened the, the phishing, uh, sim, uh, phishing simulation, how many people uh, interacted uh, with the email, so clicked on the link in there or, or, or opened the attachment, and then how many people gave away their credentials. So really, really quickly, and this, this assessment takes, you know, maybe it might take like, uh, you could do it over the course of a day or you could do it over the course of maybe a couple of days, and then what that does is it, it once we've got the data back, we can say, um, okay, Mr. Customer, what we know is from the outside looking in, you know, you know, you could be perceived as a good target. Second, there's tons of data about you, about your business on the internet that you might not have known about. And third, if someone gets hold of that data and attacks you, you can see that your employees are not prepared, you know, to to defend the business because they've been compromised in this attack. Very cool. So um <clears throat> usesecure.io and what's the best way for managed service providers to connect with you and engage in a conversation about what uh, you know what the, you might be able to do for them okay so either come to us directly at the website um, and come on board the, uh, the the chat icon in the corner uh, that'll get you straight through to the team or you can come and uh, speak to any one of our distribution partners of which we have uh, 15 plus around the world so, uh, and they support our, 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 channel, uh, our channel efforts with the managed service provider community. So we're well supported and uh, our distribution network is well covered to be able to 
uh, to be able to answer any questions. But you know, of course, feel free to uh, to come and come and speak to us directly as the as the first step if needed. Very cool. So, is this product different in the UK versus uh, mainland Europe versus Canada and the United States, Australia? Does it is uh, it vary over time, or is it just like good practices or good practices? <laughs> Yeah, good, good practices are good practices, um, of course. Uh, the only difference uh, that you would see in the platform is uh, language localization, and uh, that feeds through to things like the, the phishing template simulations and obviously the frameworks and training. So obviously in Europe, we're, we're very strong on things like GDPR. Um, in the US, um, certainly things like uh, uh, SOX 2, um, PCI, and uh, if I get this, I, if I get this right, it's the California <laughs> Privacy Act. I mean, there's so many of these frameworks. Like it's, it's difficult. Yeah, to exactly. Well, and that changes but, every 20 minutes, right? So yeah. it's, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Like literally this week, uh, a law made its way through one house of our uh, our Congress and is going to go through the other. And it's like, okay, so the world's going to be a little bit different next week. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we try we try and keep up as best we can. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's hard hard work. Very good. Where well, uh, Charles Preston from Human Risk Management, and that is at usecure.io. Thank you for being with us today. I appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you, Carl. Thank you for tuning in to the SMB Community Podcast. If you found this useful, interesting, or fun. Please subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a thumbs up on your favorite social media. Please check out the show notes at smbcommunitypodcast.com and give us your feedback.